Hey everyone, welcome back to this week's episode of the Three Things Podcast. Super excited to have on a friend of mine, Rob Aguero Hoffman. I met Rob super randomly. We were uh, joined in Strength Action, and Strength Action does this thing where they pair rookies, who I was, uh, with a veteran, who Rob was, and they do an accountability system. So Rob was randomly given to me, and it's kind of like... You know, stepbrothers thing where we just become best friends, and we kind of did. Um, Rob has kind of helped me through a lot of things in my career, and in this podcast, we talk a little bit about his career and his new gym, Lift Positive, opening up in the Salem and Beverly, Massachusetts area. I won't say too much about that because Rob does plenty of that in this podcast, but it's a great episode. I asked Rob some really hard questions. I harness my inner Oprah. Um, we talk a little bit about his gym. We talk about tough decisions. We talk about a lot of other things that I think people face in their day-to-day. Um, it's definitely a great podcast. It's one of my favorite ones that I've done this year, and I'm excited to share it with you guys. Look forward to seeing you next week. If I don't do another podcast this year, I believe I will be. Happy holidays. Happy New Year's. I'll see you in 2019. Who are you? What do you do? Where do you do it? And why do you do it? We'll start with that. And make sure you say your name so that I like don't butcher it. No, no worries, man. So um, <laughs> I'm Rob Aguero Hoffman. Um, I'm a personal trainer and strength coach in the, the North Shore area of Massachusetts. So we're about 20 minutes north of Boston. Um, let's see, I've been doing this for now since I was 20 years old. So about 15 years. Um, I started when I was in college. Um, you know, it's exercise science. Uh, I studied, and uh, one of the the classes that I took was actually called Advanced Personal Training. And the professor there, um, at the end of the year, was a final for um, a certification company. I'm gonna try to think if I can remember. I think it was called the NSPA. Uh, I want to say it was National, yeah, NSPA, National Strength Professional Association. Um, so the final of the class was literally the exam, the certification exam. So he was just basically like, Hey, if you guys want to throw us a check for $230, you know, we'll actually send that in. And if you pass, you know, you pass the final, you also get certified. And so then I started training at the, uh, the gym there and worked a little bit with um, some of the teams and stuff like that. But, um, that was sort of my first foray into it. Um, you know, why I do it. Uh, that's a, that's a, there's a lot of reasons. It's for a that. loaded yeah. question, man. Loaded yeah, questions. It is, right, right in the beginning. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I've always been a pretty active person. I mean, I think like a lot of people who get into the strength and conditioning field, you know, like I played sports as a kid. I was, um, always okay. Not never great, always decent. <laughs> um, but I do remember, uh, one of my first kind of influences in this, um, and he definitely won't be listening to this, although I'm going to try to get him to, um, he's just, I, I don't keep in touch with him nearly as much anymore. It's this guy who was kind of like my older brother, Jim Whalen. Um, he ended up studying, um, to become an athletic trainer and is now the head athletic trainer for the new England Patriots. Um, I'm very close with his parents who are like a second set of parents as well too, but I just haven't talked with him in a long time. Um, that being said, you know, I remember looking up to him as kind of like a big brother figure as a kid and, wanting to do what he did and that sort of got the the you know planted the seed if you will um 
as I got older, I kind of veered away from the idea of the athletic trainer being on the field kind of, you know, for these medical situations. Cause I was just so curious about, you know, how my body responded to exercise and strength training specifically when I was playing sports, like in college, in high school, when I was, you know, swimming as well, um, you know, I'd get in the weight room, I'd start working out and I could see immediately that my times, you know, or a couple of weeks later would be faster. Um, our coach would give us some off season training and it was just stuff that was, that was really, um, interesting to me. So that, that's sort of how I, I came about that. Um, after getting out of school, that's when I started to kind of get a little bit more involved with, um, working with the general population and trying to meet some of their needs. And that's sort of who I serve now more than anybody else. I don't really work with a whole lot of distance coach clients, but it's more about kind of how can I get people um, that have never stepped foot in a gym to be in the most successful, like in the position to be the most successful that they can. Um, and understanding, you know, sort of what the psychology of like how to get them to that point, you know, how they can take that first step is. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, man, absolutely. That's, uh, I think, what's probably brought you to your latest endeavor. I don't know why you didn't just... Um, so I'm going to redo your ah. intro. So, so here are three things podcast. We have Rob Aguero Hoffman. Um, he is the owner of Lift Positive Fitness um, in Beverly, Beverly, Mass, Beverly, yeah. Massachusetts. Uh, I'll be opening its doors on, finish the sentence. Oh, that'll be great. Uh, January 1st. January 1st. Convenient. Very close. A couple of weeks away. On January 1st, um, Rob is has been training for 15 years and is now opening his own facility. Um, he met this stud of a host, Casey, through Strength Action, where Indeed. we're randomly paired. Uh, he was my accountability buddy and is part of the reason why I have a podcast and I will take 100% credit as to why Rob now has a gym. Um, okay, moving on. <laughs> Very true. Casey. You can take 100% credit for that. You I had nothing to do with bills. that. Yep, you Absolutely. pay all the bills. I'll just take the credit. I'll sit up here. And no, yeah, I think we're going to call it, you know, Lift Positive Fitness by Rob and Casey. Right? Yes, yes, um, absolutely. <laughs> you're like my not-so-silent silent partner here. Yes, yes. What we're talking sounds about. beautiful. Perfect. I love that. Perfect, um, no, perfect, perfect. On a serious note, congratulations. The, gyms, the gym doors are opening. It's been something that you've uh, – talked about since literally like as long as I've known you. And I think that's, that's pretty awesome that you took that Thank you, idea, brother. that goal and, and took it to fruition. Thank you. So thank you very much. The three things I'm sure right. people listening to this maybe are aware of, but um, to, it was your, your friend's name was Jim Whalen. Yeah. So yeah, Jim, I'm going to try to see so if I can get him to listen to Jim Whalen's parents who are probably listening to this. The three things um, are three random talking points, questions, prompts that I have here. I actually, I actually just did a, this is a little planning. I got it on my, my little phone here. See, it's glared out. You can't even see it on the screen. Um, <laughs> that Rob has no idea what I'm about to ask him and we're just going to jam out and do it. Um, Rob, are you ready? Nothing inappropriate, right? Or uh, everything please, inappropriate. Please be inappropriate. Um, oh no, I'm asking her the que- how inappropriate. Oh no, the questions, questions are be. good. Yeah, no. Are you sure? Good. Yeah, I mean, we I can make them more inappropriate. There's a, speed if you want round, to. there's a speed round at the end. All right, I like it. Where it just kind of gets downhill. I mean, I've got to prepare. Wesley Showalter is coming on this podcast in the next couple of weeks, and. Ooh. I think the audience should be prepared for that episode because <laughs> I, I don't even think I am. No. Um, 
but I, the first dub. thing, yeah, good old show dub. Um, so the first thing I want to talk about, and, and this is kind of stemming from your past experiences and different stops that you may have been at. And it's, it's maybe a blunt question, but there's some layers to it that I want to kind of peel back with you. How do you decide what comes with you to a new facility? Ooh, that's a great question. It's, it's a deeper question. It sounds kind of simple, but you've had some you know, other gyms that you've worked at. You now have your gym. How do you decide what pieces of other places, whether it's the culture, simply the layout of the, of the facility, maybe it's the pieces of equipment, maybe it's personalities, maybe you've already started to think about the first coach that's going to work with you alongside you and in your baby, so to speak. How do you decide that? Um, that's a great question. Um, I mean, there's, I've got a lot of experience in the field, like we just talked about 15 years. Um, so I think that I've tried to, when I, when I started to get to the point where this was actually going to be a real thing, um, where this wasn't just a, a thought in my head that I never really spoke out loud, but you know, was like, okay, I really want to make this happen. Um, I started to really analyze all the places that I've been, all the the clients that I've worked with, all the coaches that I've worked with and trainers that I've worked with um, and tried to think about the things that, you know, were the best parts of each place that I was at. Um, and then, you know, along the way, I mean, like I said, each, each little place, there's always something to take, right? You always have Absolutely. learning experience, something, something you can gather. Um, but then I think it, I had to, at that point, I mean, I, I also, I think I'm sort of one of those people who can, see the good in everything right and so yeah. i actually had to take a, a second and um a couple people worked with me on this and sort of filter that even you know of i love everything i love all these ideas i i think all these you know these people are great they all have their their you know their um traits that they're super and i want to bring into this space but at the end of the day like does this serve my clientele or who i expect to be my client base um and at that point, I had to kind of whittle it down a little bit more too, right? To like make the vision clearer, if you will. Um, I, I, like I said, I mean, I think it, it took a little bit of time to sort of um, whittle it down and, and figure out exactly what I, I wanted to um, make this space. But I'm trying to kind of come up with words for this because this did catch me a little. I wouldn't say it caught it's me a deep guard, question. It's a deep I question. Yeah, the you, more I, I am like it, the Oprah, you are of fitness. You are the more the more I That's answer that I question, the, the the more I kind of keep digging into it myself too, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to think like maybe maybe it's easier for me to explain some of the things that I really want to bring to this, and that sure. and that Absolutely. might make it a little clearer for everybody yeah, else. So um, when it came to you know who I wanted to be as a coach. Let's start with that. Cause that's sort of the, the foundation for everything. Right. Mm -hmm. I can vividly remember a couple people that really influenced me um, outside of, you know, my family, my parents who, you know, are probably one of the biggest reasons I am who I am. Um, but there were a couple trainers that I've, that I've worked with or trainers that I even remember when I was like 16 years old, I used to go to this gym in the, the next town over for me. And there was this one guy in there named Scotty. I don't know him anymore. I don't keep in touch with him, but he, he was that guy that like you walked into the gym and if he was there, the energy was through the roof there. He said hello to everybody. He made everybody feel 
home in this big kind of big box gym um, that is hard to do. And I, that was one of those things that I, I immediately gravitated towards as a 16 year old being like, that's really cool. Like, how does he like, how does he know everybody? How do you walk in here and feel like a part of this immediately, even if it's your first time, you know? Um, and I, I wanted to take that and, and try to make that a piece of this gym. Like I want anybody that walks in the doors here to immediately feel like they've just come home. You know what I mean? Like they found their, their training home. Um, everybody is welcome. Um, everybody is valued here, you know? Um, it, and likewise, I want the energy to be in that same, you know, um, that same thing. I want it to be a really positive environment for everybody, hence the name, you know. Um, I want people to have a real sense of camaraderie and like kind of, you know, um, almost like a sense of family or tribe, you know. Um, so that was one of those first things that I can remember. And then, then you kind of move a little further down the line. I work in some commercial gyms in my own. Boston Sports Clubs and Health Works, which is a an all women's gym here in um, in the Boston area, and also at a small personal training studio, Fitness Together, which was over in the North End. Um, and there were a couple things that I liked from all of them. Again, the Boston Sports Club, there was their the team that we had around it. Well, um, I think everybody was a pretty good trainer there. I think you know we had all had a lot of room to grow, but we had a really tight knit group of coaches there like we were all friends we all hung out outside we shared ideas with one another we just genuinely enjoyed being around each other um and i think that's really important within a team you know so when i'm looking to hire my next person i think one i want i want it to be somebody that i can communicate with that that you know brings the same you know energy to the gym that i do but also somebody that i get along with um, to a certain extent, I mean, they, they, we, you know, we absolutely should be able to have, you know, critical conversations with one another. But, um, but when it comes to that time to hire, I also want it to be somebody that, um, that I genuinely like being around because we're going to be around each other a lot, you know. Yep. Um, and I want that team to be tight. Um, and I think as a as an owner, that's partly on me to make sure that I create that environment. Um, when I was at HealthWorks, one of the things that was that always blew me away there was the um, the way they kind of went above and beyond for their members. Um, and they did little things like create member ambassadors for a massive, you know, gym, commercial gym to, to right when you walk in the entrance, have people that are up on the board um, as people that if you see them on the floor that are just members, not coaches, but just members, that you can go up to them and ask them for help or ask them to point you in the right direction. Because I think for a lot of people, that's kind of an intimidating thing, right? where you walk into the gym and you don't, you don't really want to talk to the personal trainers or the other coaches yeah, that are on the yeah. floor. Maybe you do, but a lot of people feel a little intimidated, partly because they feel like maybe they're going to try to get sold, you know? Um, and that's something that I want to do here. Actually, I think what we're going to do is create a, a, a member ambassador board. And obviously if you've come into this gym, you're already sold. This is a membership based gym, but I want people to be able to, um, know who these member ambassadors are. So when they're first, you know, they're in their first or second or third visit, they have somebody that they can go to to just chat with, to be like, you know, oh, hey, I don't want to bother Rob. He's spotting somebody right now where they're squatting. But do you know what this dead bug exercise is here? I know he showed it to me, but, you know, maybe you could walk me through it or, or whatever it is, you know. Um, and then lastly, you know, at my space at Fitness Together, you know, I had a phenomenal, again, a phenomenal boss and a great team there as well. Um, 
but one of the things that I got to do was play around with a whole lot of new equipment. One of the things that was great was my boss was always willing to get anything. And so part of that kind of led to the stuff that I would actually outfit the gym with, um, everything from laying down the turf, the types of squat racks that I'd get, um, the, you know, the different layouts of dumbbells and also figuring out what I don't need to, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) Uh, there's a lot of toys that look great, but they don't necessarily apply to my member base, you know, and I don't no. want to blow that money on it until it's, it's time to do so, you know, that topic um, might show, it's, that show itself. That? Yeah, for sure. Don't talk too much yeah, about the gym right. equipment. Cause that's in the speed round, which is the highlight. Oh, of the shit. All right. Don't take away my highlight. I'll, I'll keep um, my, my, but yeah, that's sealed. Then. <laughs> that's a pretty spot on answer, man. Like, you know, it's exactly what I was looking for. Like stops along the way. I'm the same way. Like, you know, whether, even if you're learning what not to do, it's still a positive thing to draw from that. And that's why I wanted to talk to you because like, even like the name, like lift positive, like I was just telling Jen before we got on the podcast, um, Jen's my wife from knowing people who, who care or listen to this podcast. And I was like, man, Jen like that name, yeah, she, she deals with me every day. Um, <laughs> like that name is, is it totally, you know, it's perfect. Like, I don't know if you've always thought that was going to be the name, but like that name, basically, like, I think knowing you and seeing the name and hearing you talk about the pieces you're bringing in, like it's, it's got the, the makings of something special in the Boston area. So, um, cool, man. Thank you. Well, I, endorsement. I would love to take credit for the name. However, that was something that, um, somebody else helped me with, um, I'll give a shout out to, uh, John Flood who did my logo. Originally, um, I was just talking to him about getting a logo for my old website, Rob the Trainer, when I was doing some online coaching. I kind of was like, you know, I'm thinking about kicking my, the name around and changing it. Um, but then I also had this vision for opening this gym. And he was one of the first people I ever even mentioned it to outside of like Liz and my family, you know, and Todd, I think, Todd Bumgartner, um, one of the coaches from Strength Faction, um, who actually introduced me to John and John, you know, was like, all right, well, let me, you know, took some information kind of uh, let me, let me gather this stuff. Let me start working on this logo here and I'll see if I can't put together a name. And we um, stumbled, well, I didn't say we, he kind of came up with a couple options. um, And it was actually the weekend of my bachelor party before I got married um, that he rolled out lift positive. And I went, yes, that's, that's the one. That's the one. Um, Yeah. So, that's sick. Yeah, that's um, well, cool. a good little. I like that. It's a nice little, uh, nice little story because it's it's an electric name. Um, yeah, thank you. So, second thing, and this is something that you know you touched, like maybe you know you thought about it for a while, and, and you've brought that up. How talk to me about patience? Like, what does patience mean to you now that this process is finally coming to fruition? Dude, I'm telling wow, you. That's it. I'm telling you. I told you. Oprah. I am I'm telling you. Oprah. Yeah. No, you are Oprah. You're not. I was expecting Dr. Phil and I got Oprah. No, so. oh, <laughs> fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Like maybe I'm like, like, uh, you're going to be Jerry Springer for, for Wes. I'm he trying gets to on, think so. of like, <laughs> yeah, Jerry, yeah, right. Uh, Steve Harvey. Um, yeah, right. I'm trying to think of like, like the guy, like the sportscaster who always does like the really like intense sit down interviews with the athlete that like kind of fucks up a little bit. Um, I can't think of it right uh, now, but Oprah's clearly iconic enough. Like, I no, no, you're not talking that. about Jim Rome, are you? No, not Jim. No, okay, Rome. good. Because I'll mean, think of it. I just want to make sure. Bryant Gumble, something like or that. Marv Albert, one of those. Yeah, yeah, but Oprah's super iconic, so I'll stick with that. absolutely the male absolutely. Oprah of fitness. <laughs> yeah. So talk um, to me about patience. The question was about 
Okay. Like well, what's your, just um, what is I, your, what does it mean to you? Like now that this is coming to an end, what does it mean to you? Yeah. So it's interesting. I, I always thought I was a pretty patient person. Um, you know, where, uh, you'd hit speed bumps, hiccups along the way, and I could l- let it roll off my back, like kind of like water off a duck's back. Um, but you, when you have this much on the line, I should say, you know, with opening this, um, it really tests my patient or tested my patients quite a bit. Um, but I also think that it, it taught me that there are a lot of things that are not in my control. And um, one of the like kind of mantras that I've learned to live my life by for the longest time, um, you know, the serenity prayer, people, people say that, you know, God, give me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. And that has been my experience, um, you know, throughout this process. Um, what I've learned also is when there are things that I cannot do um, or things that I have to wait upon, this also always gives me an opportunity to start working on the things that um, I was going to do later, you know, but are completely in my control. Um, finding ways to, I wouldn't say keep myself busy, but to try to make progress at, at all points, you know, when I've got to wait on something else. Um, you know, I, I, I guess the idea is like trying to chalk up a win every day, right? Like if yeah. I'm, you know, if I'm, um, if I've got to wait because let's say the plumbing isn't going to get done on time or isn't getting done where I expected, what can I be doing in the meantime besides sitting around, right? Like, should I be making some kind of social media posts? Should I be working on client intake forms um, and spreading the word? Is there stuff that needs to get done with, you know, equipment or facility stuff? Or is it a matter of even just buying like, you know, the janitorial stuff from WB Mason and like getting it in that day. Like what kinds of things can I be doing at that moment to make sure that I am making the most of my time? Um, and, you know, while it's definitely been sometimes a trying experience on my patients, as you know very well from all the, the many conversations that we've had, um, I've also tried to figure out, okay, what are those things that I can be doing right now, you know? Um, so that when, when we do open, um, we're ready to rock and roll. Yeah. I like that answer, man. Like the chalk it up and try to find a win every day. Like that's, that basically sums it up. And especially when there's a lot of things, when you have construction build out that are so out of your control, like it's, there's out of your control and then there's, there's construction build out and I yeah. love that chalk it up and win every day. Yeah. So the last thing I wanted to talk to you about, and maybe you had this, maybe it didn't, but this is something that I know going through this 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 commercial gym or you know like trying to build something there's a lot of moving parts a lot of pieces talk to me about tough conversations and just and maybe this is about the gym maybe this is just in general um with clients or anything along the way but what are some tips advice you can give on how to navigate those tough conversations sure um you know, some of the things that one of the things that I've always tried to do when having tough conversations with people, um, because it's I should say it's not something that I enjoy doing. I don't think anybody does. No right? one. But yeah, like, no one does. yeah, exactly. But um, it's also not something that comes supernaturally to me um, is to try to think about how I would how I would react if I were that person that ha- I'm having that conversation with. Um, 
you know, if it's somebody that I know really well, um, a client, for example, right, that of, okay, I know their psyche. How do I expect them to react to this conversation? Um, you know, and how can I make this something that gets the point home, um, but is going to be a springboard or a catalyst for, for progress or for change as opposed to, um, you know, hey, you know, you're really sucking lately, what's going on, you know, and making them feel like shit. And then all of a sudden, you know, I see a complete decline, you know, like, I, again, the idea is how can I help somebody move forward? Or what can I do to, to make progress? Um, further, you know, on the on the other end of it, that's just like talking to clients, you know, when it came to things like talking to my property manager and building managers about, you know, the space and things that, you know, maybe we, we had hoped would be done on time, but aren't, or, um, you know, again, all these moving parts. It's a matter of like, okay, well, what am I expecting to get out of this conversation here? And um, how can I, how can I find a way to make sure that everybody is um, getting what they need, you know? Um, and, and, you know, what, what do I need out of this conversation, but also like, what do I need them to understand? What do I need them to understand? And, and where are they coming from? Right? Like if I'm upset because, you know, something didn't get done on time or whatever, well, why didn't get on, get done on time? You know, and maybe it's the thing. And, and a lot of times it's stuff that's out of their control as well too. And I have to understand that. And this maybe goes back to what we talked about with patients. Right. Um, I think one of the conversations that I was going to, that I had, I was nervous about the most, I should say in this whole process was actually the conversation I was having going to have with my, um, previous boss, who was a friend of mine as well, too. Um, and a big part of that was, you know, we're friends. And I don't know if I was blindsiding him. I didn't want to blindside him with the idea of me leaving. Um, but at the time, I was also the head, you know, trainer of the gym there. I was in charge of a lot of the educational stuff. Um, and while it's not like it's a, you know, it's all the responsibility, I didn't want to leave him hanging. You know, my whole goal was always to leave that place in the best position possible and I was a little worried that maybe I wouldn't say this was a selfish thing I mean I had to be selfish this is this is my dream this is my baby but um I was a little worried how he would take it and you know I I, I figured he'd be super happy but you just never know right like yeah. it's having that tough conversation with a friend um you know who also was a coworker, or your employer at the time um and after a lot of role playing, uh, my wife, well, that I talked to about it, I, I kind of went to, to just say, hey, I got to have this conversation with you. It's getting to the point where it's time for me to move on. It's, you know, obviously it's nothing that's going on with this. I just had this dream, this thing. And he was 100% supportive. And he was like, oh, you know, he caught him a little, I, I would say caught him a little off guard, but I think he knew that eventually this was something that was probably going to happen. Um, you know, and, and we were able to come up with a plan of like how to make it work through, you know, moving forward, how to get another coach in there in time while I was there so I could help onboard them, which is something I was doing to help kind of um, get them introduced to my clientele, et cetera, you know. Um, but I think sometimes it's just also, like I said, some of these tough conversations, it's a matter of just doing it. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if you're going to normally want to avoid, yeah, you just got it like a bandaid, like right off, you know. Um, <laughs> It's so true. Um, no, but yeah, I, think, I mean, I, I think you're spot oh, yeah. on with that, man. Like I, like 
the things that I heard in there was like, one, how is this conversation? Like how, how is this conversation going to affect the other person? Take that into consideration first. Mm-hmm. And then two, what do I need to get from this conversation? And then three, like, I mean, blunt to the point, like just sometimes you just got to do it. Don't beat around the bush and just do it. Yeah. Spot Agreed. On. I think, I think, um, you know, that, that empathy and compassion, um, like you just mentioned, um, what are we all trying to get out of this conversation? Like, how is this going to help us all move forward? And, and then, like I said, and then just taking action, like you just said. Cause I think a lot of times, you know, like I have this conversation with, with people I work with and, and it's weird because like, I feel like the people that I talk to in this podcast, especially like don't fall into this category, but personal training is largely a very ego driven industry. Like that's why personal trainers, like they have their mythology and I train my clients this way. And, and largely it's a selfish profession because you're on a training floor competing against other people that are also your colleagues or whatever it might be. Um, you know, um, Gosh, I just looked at a picture of my my daughter, and I got kind of sidetracked. Look at that! Oh, oh I know, so I got kind of sidetracked. But, I get it, dude. Um, but anyway, bring you full circle. So, no, no, uh, go ahead, man. But I understand what us, you mean. But a lot of us, like at some point in our settings, because it is so ego driven, have to have a tough conversation with a colleague, with a friend, with a coworker, with a boss, with a client, and that's just mm-hmm. something that's just been on my mind lately. And I figured you'd be a good person with your recent history of <laughs> of interactions with landlords and whatnot to yeah. you know, to have this to have yeah. that question asked. So I appreciate yeah. that. I answer. should I should also preface too. My landlords are are phenomenal. Um, they're great people. I think there's just, you know, there's just been a lot of the timeline stuff that we originally thought would be done at one point and it's not. Um, I, I genuinely really like them a lot and I'm excited to be in their property. I've, you know, we just had, like I said, a lot of speed bumps along the way that have been frustrating yeah. as well too. So I don't want to like shit all over them or anything like that. Cause they're phenomenal people. No. Well, everyone, yeah. uh, <laughs> everyone listening to this who owns anything is going, yeah. Construction timelines. Yeah. Add three. Oh months, yeah. Of course. Whatever that's yeah. going to be. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Add exactly. three months. Um, yeah. okay. It's time. My favorite, the speed round. Um, I Robin, love that you've been doing this lately, by the way, too. I mean, I remember when you first started and it's, it's a lot of fun. I'm I don't even remember so. who I started with, but I know I did it to Sue Falsoni and it basically just yes. the game. And that was like the one that I remember doing. This was, it, okay, was it, was it now? Sue, was Sue the first one? It, it might've been, I don't I know. I was so. like really nervous. I, there's to have a, that, there's a that couple podcast. that were like super memorable to me. You know what I mean? That I've heard, <laughs> that, but I, I remember all, cause I've listened to all your podcasts. So. Cause you're the man. Go ahead, man. Cause you're well, the man. I mean, I gotta, I gotta support my brother from another month. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> okay. All right, Speed here we go. Round. These can be as short or as long as you want. Drum roll. Well, if they're long, it's not really the speed. Well, part, just, it, huh? just saying like your answer. My question is. I'm pretty long winded. So we'll yeah. see what happens. Yeah. Um, you don't have a Boston accent. Explain yourself. Oh, dude. So none of my, my parents don't have Boston accents. You're kind um, of a fraud. Where's your accent? My, I know. Right. I mean, I can give you a really good impression mm, of a Boston But it's not a real, accent, it's not an impression. But it's not a real one. Why yet. don't you have an um, accent? You know, it's funny. That's a really good question. The, I'm also, here's a weird one for you. I'm also one of those people that when I travel somewhere else and stay there for even a couple weeks, maybe a couple, maybe a week, even I pick up other places, accents. Like I'll come back with a different accent than the way I'm talking right now. No lie. I bullshit you not. I went to college down in, in Miami. Um, and I came back for, I think the first winter break to meet up with my friends. 
And my friends and my parents, I might add, teased me mercilessly because I was speaking like I had that kind of Miami dialect, said bro after everything. Like, <laughs> no, bro, you don't understand, bro. Like half the time they didn't understand what I was saying. And I had no clue that I talked that way. I had absolutely no clue. I used to go visit um, my grandfather and my uncle uh, who live in Allentown, Pennsylvania, just outside of Philadelphia. We'd stay there for a week. I'd come back and I had like the Allentown accent, like, you know, wow. dog Chanel and things like that. It wow. was so weird. But I've never, ever had a Boston accent. And I don't know why. And when I hang around people who have thick Boston accents, I don't pick it up. I have no idea. It's so, so Rob Aguero Hoffman. It's a strange thing, man. That's wild. Yeah, exactly. It's wild. Exactly. Um, what's the worst that someone's butchered your last name? <laughs> this, is, um, this is one of my favorites. So in Little League, um, they used to do these like banquet dinners, right? And you're yep. like fourth grade, fifth grade. Yeah, hand out yeah. You know, the, the playoff trophies and mostly the participation trophies and shit like that, right? Um, they had this, like, 98-year-old priest who used to do it. I mean, the guy looked like, you know, knock on wood, you know, he, had, he lived a long life. I can't imagine he's alive right now, but maybe he is. Um, he must have been, like, 95, 96 years old. Everybody thought he was going to have a heart attack in the middle of the, of the, you know, the reception every year. Uh, but it was done at this, like, um, there's this little reception hall at this Catholic high school called Matinon, which is over in Cambridge. So we'd go there, and every year, you know, they'd hand out the trophies. And I remember the first year, um, the guy, you know, I get Aguero's really difficult if you're not, you know. You, know, you just don't Spanish know. Like, yeah, you just don't yeah, know. Yeah, you could go with. There's, like, a different enunciation or something. Yeah, like that. Aguero, Aguero, if you're, like, really, yeah. like, going yeah. with the Spanish thing. Aguero, Aguero, yeah. like, all kinds of, you know. But this guy didn't even get Hoffman right. <laughs> wow. I mean, he read this thing out, and it was just as if he was like, yeah, I'm going to take a shot here. He goes, Robert Ogman Howard. <laughs> he called the name three times, and my dad finally elbowed me. He was like, hey, that's you. I was like, I didn't know. I had no clue at all. <laughs> Ogman Howard, like, you, you're not, not close on right any word. of that. I'm surprised. I was surprised he got Robert right at that name. point. You that's know? amazing. No, nothing. Oh, nothing so at good. all. So good. So that, that's up there. That's good. Um, would you consider yourself more of a Robert or a Bobby? Ooh, I, I you know, that's a great question. Cause um, you're Rob, like you go by Rob all, the I go time. by Rob all the time. Um, at one point in my life, I went by Robbie. Wow. Okay. Um, and my little league baseball coach used to call me, I don't know. He had a Boston accent. He couldn't say Bobby. He said Wobby, like it was B W A B B Y. Um, <laughs> But I, but my parents have always called me Robert. So I would, I'd probably say Robert. You have a chance with a new gym. You could be big. This is Big Bob's gym. This could be That's you. true. I could just this could be you. throw the Lift Positive Fitness. Yeah. And just call it Big Bob's, right? Have you been down to Lift Positive? Big Bob will give you a great session. That could <laughs> be you. That, you know, that sounds mildly inappropriate. <laughs> just, throw a, just throw a think on it. I like it. it. Yeah, absolutely. We'll make might, that just freebie, don't, don't write right? it off. Don't write it off. <laughs> no, no, uh, no, 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 man. What is the one thing you wanted to buy for your gym, but like Liz or someone had to talk you out of it? Like you're like, no, I need this. And then people were like, you're done. Don't buy that. Like what What's was the it? One thing? <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> the one thing? Um, I mean, I, it, was, it would be a matter of space if nothing else. Um, like the one specialty bar that you were going to use like every third Thursday 
that you never for like yeah like the day that i yeah probably like i mean there's you know anything from just like a specialty deadlift bar that like who the fuck else is going to use but me right (laughs) and maybe like three other mutants that might come in to work out at my gym right um you know we got we we got a decent amount of those little specialty things that i like um that's a great question like what was the like first i said there's so many little things the first item to go uh well honestly probably the cable machines um that's not something i'm completely like not gonna happen ever but just the cost versus footprint yeah. of it in the gym um doesn't make a lot of sense uh, bro, maybe one of those flies I dude, that's where I was coming cable from. Man. I was like, chest flies. I can do cable chest flies. Let's go, uh, Miami. Fuck dumb, dumbbell show, you know, chest flies are for the birds. I want the cables, man. Um, <laughs> you know, so that was prop that was probably the first first thing that went. There were a couple attachments for the sled that I was thinking about. Um, I would have loved to have had like a Jacob's ladder or some shit like that, you know, like, Dude, I those things are, the up. price tag of those is yeah. absurd. Yeah. yeah. There's that, the, the two things that were like the, you know, these are the thing that I'll probably see for at some point and we'll see would be, um, you know, those like assault runners or something along those lines with the, the Woodward tread, treadmill, like the self-powered treadmills. Yep. Yep. Um, but I, like, I thought about that and I was like, Oh, it'd be kind of nice to have, you know, but then I started thinking about like, okay, I never really program a lot of treadmill work in for my clients when they're physically there. Um, outside of maybe simulating a sled press when somebody else is using the sled and I have my own sled and my own turf. So what the hell am I going to do with that? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. so that, again, that's like something further down the line, maybe that I utilize, or maybe if we end up expanding to a, like a bigger space or something like that, but that's, that's, amazing. that's so far down the line. I love talking yeah. to people about like just people in a gym be like, so what's like the one thing you'd buy? And then it's like the opposite when you're the one buying the equipment. It's like, so what did you, oh what, what, what did God, you buy yes. when you took that off the list? Like, oh, it's amazing. <laughs> It wasn't even, you know what, like some of the other things too are just like storage items, right? Like, or like, you know, (laughs) I had like visions of like this really baller desk to put in my office, right? And like all of a sudden, like, then I see what the price tag is on desks. I was like, I I had no idea. It's like, you mean a desk costs $700? Like what? Yeah, I bought this shit on Amazon for like a hundred bucks. And even that was like, all right, do I really want to spend a hundred dollars on this? That's like, that's a couple more plates I could have or, you know, a dumbbell tree or whatever. So, but. Oh God, such a meathead. <laughs> You're such a meathead. I, I, I could get like two 100%. more. Percent. And I'm not ashamed about it either. Oh, that's exact, get- dude, no lie. You should have seen like, you know, I, I, if you ask Liz, my wife, um, how frequently I was on online looking at my shopping cart and just taking one piece of equipment out or saving it, saving it for later is what I typically did to then see, okay, well, if I take this out, does this allow me to get this now, you know, based on the budget I'm at or, Oh, okay. The budget's got to get skimmed down. What has to go? What can I part with? But what can I absolutely not part with? And you like, at one point I looked in my cart, right. And it was like three barbells and like, yeah, probably 6,500 pounds worth of just Olympic weights, you know, and like, and bumper plates. And then she's like, what about dumbbells? I'm like, shit, I need those. Don't I? Son of a bitch. Like, you know, like little things like that. I'm like, God damn. All right. But is there going to be enough weight in the gym? Like, that's so good. That's so good. And then you'll get everything set up and you're going to be like, Oh, 
oh fuck i forgot the bands or like you know like something just like oh dude that was that was the thing i set myself happens. up for a i set myself up for like every alert notification on like pre uh, equipment especially things like bands like bands are one of those things like when i get an email from elite fts and they tell me bands are on sale cool i'm gonna buy like 100 of them because they're gonna snap all the time they're gonna yeah. get they're yeah. not expensive and they're high quality and there's so much i can do with them right I so should, like things I like bands get. and stuff like that i do I wish I could get a mini band like skills or like elite FTS, like someone who makes mini bands to sponsor this podcast. Oh dude, we can figure this out, man. Between you and I, we'll put our brains yeah, together yeah. here. Dude, we got yeah. this dude. We got yeah. this. The three got, three sponsored by the mini bands. Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. Dude. All right, man. Yeah, man. Well, I'm... how, uh, so January 1st, January 1st for sure. Yep. We, wow. um, I will probably have a quick little, like a very soft opening the week between Christmas and new year's, um, do some free classes. You know, one of the things, and, and, um, I'll just plug this as well, if that's all right about lift yeah, positive fitness. Um, you know, like you said, the name, you know, the positive energy and everything like that is part of the name, but also the big part of it is, um, part of my background outside of being a strength coach has always been working in like, um, you know, community service and community outreach stuff ever since, you know, I graduated high school, even before high school. Um, and so we try to do a lot of things that um, are going to be beneficial for the community around us, like the greater Beverly and Salem area. Um, everything from volunteering, you know, at animal shelters and Habitat for Humanity as a membership base and coaching group. Um, and during that week between Christmas and New Year's, you know, to build a little buzz, but also to get people in here and get them to understand like that aspect of what we bring to the table, which is, I think is a little bit different. Uh, we'll be doing a ton of charity boot camps as well too, where it's just like donation based. So people can come in, they can check out the space, they can get a great workout in, but also, like I said, it's, it's a way for the, us to do a little bit of fundraising and let that part of um, the company kind of really be known with it here, because that's a, that's a big thing that we want to expand upon and, and, like I said, we want to make sure that, you know, we see the community around us thrive. Typically the businesses within it really thrive too. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. Does that make sense? Cool. Yeah, man. That's legit. I'm pumped for you. Right on, dude. I can't wait. I'm pumped too, man. So what we'll you do. drive down from Vermont, man. Ooh. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot. I know this is the three things podcast, but here comes question number one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll table that for later, bro. Probably like late spring. May, May. I'm going to put the stamp on it. May. All right, man. All right. Yep. Kid will be six months old. Dude, I haven't even met your daughter yet, man. This is killing me, bro. She's sleeping. Perfect. She does. She's sleeping. Perfect, dude. Um, she's chilling with mom. Mom's probably listening to me like yell That's into amazing. this microphone. She's just again a saint. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'll put the stamp on late May, Boston. We'll do an episode live from Lift Positive. Dude. Now we're talking. Stamp we on it. Get together a little workshop or something like that. Yeah, hell yeah. Let's do it. All right, brother. All right, Absolutely, dude. dude. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much, man. Hi, everyone. It's Casey again. I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. And I wanted to ask you a huge favor. I don't ask for a lot of favors, but if you could, whatever you're listening to this podcast through iTunes, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, if you could take a minute and just go write a review, I would really appreciate it. I don't get any bonus points or anything like that for it, but I really think it would help get the word out. And if this podcast has helped you, it might help someone else and it'll do a better job of getting that word out to who might need it.